Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello and welcome back to this week's episode of Sex, Love, and Psych. I know I'm a couple days late, but I had so much going on last week. I had a small car accident. Everyone is fine, but insurance and stress and all that, it was a lot. And I could not do the amount of research I wanted to do for this episode and do it in a way that I would be proud of by Monday. So I just decided to push it a couple days. So thank you so much for holding on and waiting. I did really want to do another Pride episode for Pride Month. Also, sorry in advance if you hear a little like rustling or chaos in the background. Nora's being a little crazy. Um, But jumping into it, I wanted to do <laughs> this week's episode on some of the LGBTQIA plus history here in Alberta, just to kind of give us a look at the past, how we've gotten to the point where we are at now, uh, expanding from Alberta into Canada a little bit to get into like laws and legislations as well. Most of the info I will be referencing for this episode came from two of the classes I took this semester and last semester. A lot of the dates and stuff are from a guest speaker I had do a Zoom meeting for one of my classes last semester. His name was Darren Hagen, D-A-R-R-I-N-H-A-G-E-N. I would highly, highly recommend looking him up on YouTube. He has a bunch of really great videos, a lot of the history of Pride. He's, he was a drag performer. He has a lot of just amazing stories of pride in the LGBTQIA communities over the past, like, 40 years, I want to say. So a really, really valuable resource. You should definitely look him up on YouTube. Check him out. Uh, And some of the other dates and information for laws and legislations came from my Sociology 271 Introduction to the Family class that I just finished this past week and then I did reference Wikipedia which thank goodness this is not an academic thing because I know you're not supposed to reference Wikipedia but I did just for an individual story that I thought was very important that I didn't have enough information on in my notes but to hop right into it I want to go way way in the past of the queer history pre-decriminalization and some notes and dates that I got from there. So I want to go all the way back to like 1892 because gross indecency became a crime. This largely applied to men. Nobody really wanted to explain lesbianism to Queen Victoria so the focus of this gross indecency charge was focused on gay men. In 1901, we'll make a little jump. Early cross-dressing in Edmonton included Hazel Rutherford, 
who did a lot of costume balls for high society. So we've got that cross-dressing and drag as early as like 1901 in history. Um, there's a lot of interesting stuff there, but making a little jump to 1930, Kareen Laboukan expressed male gender expression. So cross-dressing from female to male. And in 1935, so five years later, was charged with vagrancy and was forced to present as a woman and just be a woman. The 1930s were also when the term homosexual first started being used. In 1937, Ted North was born. He would go on to become a drag queen who was eventually friends with Pierre Trudeau and was very instrumental in decriminalization uh, 32 years in the future. Uh, I did want to hop to 1942. They kind of started rounding up gay men. A lot of these men came from the theater community as that was a safe space for gay men. A lot of these people were being rounded up. The media kind of ran with this scandal of rounding up and reported the individuals as being boys as victims of homosexualities uh, or homosexuality, but they were 19. Um, only 12 people were charged, but rumors expanded and included a lot more than 12 people, and it became really tense with that kind of social media acceleration process, like that media scare. Uh, there was some amendments made that further criminalized homosexuality in 1948, and another roundup was made in 1949. So to jump to 1957, if we pop back to Ted North, the one who was born 1937, uh, he traveled to San Francisco and in 1957 and kind of really got to know the drag community. And he was one of the people that brought it back to Canada and started the Q Awards. Uh, you, learning how to use drag as a political, political tool. And one interesting thing about Ted North is he never had a drag name. Now, to go a few more years... Uh, George Everett Clipper is going to be a really important person in the history of LGBTQIA communities in Alberta and Canada in general. He was born in Calgary, and George Everett Clipper was the last person in Canada to be arrested, charged, prosecuted, convicted, and imprisoned for gross indecency. He was initially charged in 1960 with 18 charges. Uh, he was released, and then he wound up moving up to the Northwest Territories. And in 1965, he was investigated for arson and talked to some police. He was found innocent of the arson. He wasn't who they were looking for. But in this process, he did admit to homosexual relations uh, with four different men and was then sentenced as a sex offender and put back in prison. And he tried to appeal in 1967, but his appeal was dismissed, and he wouldn't be released until 1971. 
So now popping back into some of what else was going on in that time period, um, in 1961, so that like year after his first arrest, uh, laws were again further toughened to uh, pr- to uh, sentence people to prison for life and label them as dangerous offenders and sex offenders. Uh, in 1965, just a little note, the Cerro Theater opened here in Edmonton. It is now the Starlight Room. I'm just going to double check, see if I got anything else here. Okay, yeah. And then in 1969 is when Pierre Trudeau actually was in power when homosexuality was decriminalized. Uh, this happened the day before the infamous Stonewall riot down in the States. And it um, brought in a new level of openness. You are not to be put in jail just for being gay. Uh, This was kind of springboarding off of when George Everett Clipper's appeal was dismissed in 1967. There was a lot of controversy surrounding that. And how he was still being imprisoned and told he would be in prison for life. There was a lot of controversy around this time. And then two short years later, Pierre Trudeau decriminalized uh, homosexuality. And then George Everett Clipper was released in 1971. He lived another like 25 years, died of kidney disease, I believe. Not 100% on that, though. Don't quote me on that specific fact. Um, but yeah, and then to get into some of the other legislation stuff that I wanted to add, so we're going to jump back into this timeline, sorry, um, 1969 was decriminalized in 1996, so a little bit more recent history, uh, sexual orientation was added to the Canadian Human Rights Act, so you can't discriminate against someone based on their sexual orientation. In 2000, Modernization of Benefits and Obligations Act passed, and which acknowledged benefits after your partner passed. So this uh, refers to how in a marriage, uh, in a marriage, when your husband or wife passes, then you have rights to certain benefits and that kind of stuff, maybe their pension or whatever, after they've passed. When, before same-sex was legalized, homosexual couples could not access these same benefits, so it was modernized a little bit in 2000, even before it was legalized, where it could acknowledge some of the benefits if you were, like, partners for a certain amount of time. In 2001, Reverend Brett Hawks married two same-sex couples in a Toronto church, and the city refused to recognize these as marriages, and they were actually, like, the city was sued. 2002, so the year later, Ontario Appeals Court ruled that these marriages were legal. 2003, Ontario ruled that the heterosexual definition of marriage in the law was invalid. 
And then this followed up by Michael Leshner and Michael Stark being the first homosexual couple to legally marry in Ontario. They were named Times Newsmakers of the Year, or sorry, Canadian Newsmakers of the Year in that year, and they are still married today. So moving on from they, them, Michael and Michael being the first legal homosexual marriage in Canada. In 2004, the Supreme Court of Canada judges the definition of marriage is a federal decision. And in 2005, the same-sex marriage was legalized through the passing of Bill C-38, changing that legal definition to a lawful union of two persons to exclusion of all others. One little fun fact here is that the conservatives were largely against this legalization, but possibly as a surprise, the liberals had a very, very mixed vote on this. Like, it was a close vote. It almost didn't get passed. Kind of, like, mixed level. Uh, some other countries, just to note, that kind of beat Canada to legalization, the Netherlands... Uh, made same-sex marriage legal in 2001, Belgium in 2003, and then Spain and Canada came up in 2005. And even more recently, if we think back a couple years ago, I'm not sure how in tune to Edmonton Pride events everyone was in 2019, but the 2019 Edmonton Pride was canceled after the after a lot of controversy and political and social issues within the community and after the 2018 parade was halted by the a majority of racial minority members of LGBTQIA+ communities in Edmonton and they had come up with a list of demands to better serve the more marginalized members of the community. And Edmonton Pride, who is primarily run by volunteers here and is a nonprofit organization, didn't feel like they could necessarily meet all of these demands or negotiate on them. There was a lot of controversy and displeasure on both sides. Um, I'm not, obviously 2020 with COVID and everything was a different story. I have seen that in 2021 here, um, there is kind of a virtual kind of pride event where you can go around Edmonton and scan QR codes and read some history on different events that have happened in different areas. Uh, I saw that pop up on my Facebook. I'm sure if you did a quick Google of 2021 Edmonton Pride, you could kind of find more info on those. Maybe I'll go check it out in the next week since I don't have school. If I do, I will let you know next week. Um, a little note with Edmonton Pride. It originally started in 1980, and up until 2018, it had become one of the five largest pride events in the world. I wish I could say that with all the progress that's been made over the last even 
couple decades since same-sex marriage was legalized that all the issues have been worked out and LGBTQIA people are completely and utterly accepted by society, but unfortunately that's not the case. Uh, Hate crimes in Canada in 2010, 16% of those were based on sexual orientation. Really unfortunate. The other categories of that would be 50% based on race. Religion was 28%. There is still a lot of discrimination and judgment and hate cast on the LGBTQIA plus communities throughout Canada and the world. Unfortunately, I hope that maybe with some education on the past, we can all have a little more empathy and understanding and a better quest to learn more about these communities before we, and these people, before we cast judgment on them. One of the big takeaways I took from the same-sex marriage in Canada unit from this introduction to the family class that I just took was this concept that people in these communities that are fighting for marriage, the right to adopt, the right to not be discriminated against in the workplace throughout history, we like to paint them as these big heroes and they definitely are but we need to also remember that they're just regular people who want to do regular people things they're just people who want to be able to have get married and have kids and have a regular job and just not face discrimination on a daily basis and to just be who they are just like their cis and hetero counterparts who don't necessarily have to think about these things on an everyday basis, which is kind of where that concept of privilege come from. Hetero and cis people can be poor, they can be beaten, they can be abused, but generally it's not because they are hetero and cis. So just keep that in the back of your mind when you're trying to understand these kind of concepts and these arguments and maybe some of the anger that comes from these communities is that they are just fighting to be treated the same and be able to live as regular human beings without having to worry about it. So I think that is all I wanted to get through for this week's episode. Oh, I did want to make a little shout out to a committee that I just joined at McEwen. If you are a McEwen classmate person (laughs) a McEwen student is what I was going for there um we have created and just started a committee called SVOV S-V-O-V-E student voice on violence elimination uh we are a student ran student made committee that is working to kind of raise awareness about sexual violence on campus uh create new uh, education, work with other committees. If you are on a different committee that you think we could collaborate on, that's something we are looking to do in the future. I am kind of sad because I am finishing my degree in December and I'm just, I would love to see and be involved with this committee past then. 
So if it is something you're involved in, interested in for future, I'm sure they will be taking more members in the fall and beyond. It's going to be super fun and exciting. I'm very interested. We had a committee meeting yesterday. We all seem to be on the same page of what we want to see done, but we will be creating some social media accounts and possibly an email address to just better reach the students of McEwen. If you have ideas, shoot them my way. If you have something on McEwen, like, related that is, like, sexual violence related, just shoot me a message, too, on that. I'm sure we can talk it out. I look forward to hearing from you. Again, everyone, thank you so much for tuning in this week. I hope you maybe learned something new about the history of LGBTQIA people. I know that this episode largely focused on gay men with some mentions of lesbians and that there are so many other aspects of these communities, like trans people and non-binary people and all of that. This was just the information I had handy There's obviously a lot more to it, but I figured this would be a little good introduction to our history here in Canada. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I will be back on Monday. Have a great rest of your week, everybody. Happy Pride Month.